All right, folks, here's another episode of the EO Boys podcast, and today I'm joined with Ben Rodriguez, the infamous elk killer himself. Uh, hey, Ben, how you doing? Good, 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 good. How are you doing this evening? I am doing well, doing well, staying alive, staying, trying to stay healthy. And, uh, yeah, it's some crazy times. Yeah, you're telling me. We, there's, There's been a lot of... A lot of things going on that are we're not used to, and I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not used to. Oh yeah, for sure. At least we can still hunt. Well, <laughs> barely, right? Barely. <laughs> They're that wanting us to stay indoors. Yeah, we'll, we'll say we're staying indoors. Yeah, there you go. Right. So, uh, how many times have you been going up to the mountains lately? <laughs> have you had a lot yeah, more free time? Uh, maybe once, maybe. <laughs> okay, there you go. Find any sheds? Yes, we actually found one. I've never found a shed out there where we went. And I picked up one, and some guys walked by me, and like 400 yards past me, there was another one that I did not see, and they picked it up. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it was just good to be in the mountains, though. Yeah, there you go. Get that fresh air in your lungs, huh? Yeah, yeah. My legs are burning a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you there. I haven't been able to get into the mountains very much, and I've just been sticking to the highway, road miles. No mountain yeah. miles under the under two my feet this year. Two weeks, I think. Yeah, two weeks. I'm gonna go this weekend and next weekend. So you can do a little scouting for bear for your tag. Yeah, I'll do bear. Well, but yeah, yeah, we'll go hunt this weekend and next. We make two uh, three day weekends out of it. Okay. Right, do you think you guys will go up uh, Memorial Weekend? I hope so, but if there's a rodeo, I yeah. might be hosed. Okay. Okay. So, we'll so, try. So speaking of rodeo, give uh, give the folks a little bit of background about you and where how how you got started in a uh, hunting and all that good stuff. Um, we started hunting. You know, my dad hunted with Justin's family. Yeah. Um, since I mean Justin and I, Simmons, we've known each other since we were little because my dad hunted with started hunting with his dad when when he was in high school, I think. So they uh, oh, wow. they hunted all along, you know. They didn't really hunt out of state. My dad pretty much hunted here in Oregon, but we always went every fall. Um, you know, it was kind of a family thing. Everybody's families were together and had a good time. And uh, so I didn't take it super serious. I mean, I hunted and worked at it pretty hard. You know, high school I started having a little bit of success, killing some, you know, killed some elk and. Um, you know, I, right about high school times, that's when I started rodeoing a lot, roping a lot, and I pretty much focused on that pretty hard until about 2008, 2009. That's pretty much all I did. I, I still hunted on, you know, in the, every fall I hunted. Yeah. I tried my hand at bow hunting a little bit, and that went south, so I, like, that was like 04 maybe, and I pretty much put the bow down and never picked one up until about 2015. <laughs> Well, uh, you you've been very successful with the rifle, but it seems like you're kind of shifting gears a little bit and starting to pick up the bow again. And well, you've been successful doing that too. Yeah, it's a uh, the rifle's fun. I, I like rifle hunting. I mean, I always like hunting elk in the snow. Yeah, late season stuff. Um, it's fun. I mean, your odds of being successful are better with that rifle. Yeah, because you can heck of a lot farther. Um, just and depending on where you're hunting too, but. Uh, archery, I've killed some bulls at super close range, and it's pretty cool to get that close. Plus, I like calling out. Yeah, uh, well, I, what Ben hasn't mentioned quite yet is he's one of the best callers I've ever heard. I, I've I've been around some callers, and Ben, I think, what if he would join a competition, I think he'd give the whole Corey Jacobson a run for his money. He's, he's a damn yeah. good caller, folks. <laughs> if, if you haven't heard Ben call... He's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I enjoy it. It's, I mean, and honestly, the second I want to say the second bull I ever killed, um, in rifle season, that's how I actually killed him. You called him in. I was calling, actually, cow calling, and uh, he wasn't bugling, but I called his whole. He had a. Probably twenty five cows with him, and they came back to me like within fifteen yards. Oh, and the geez. cows were all standing there looking at me. <laughs> they were 
they're just staring like they thought I was another cow elk, which they probably never heard some idiot in rifle season calling with, you know, because I bugled a few times, but, uh, and I took like five steps and that bull was standing down the hill, like 75 yards away. Oh, geez, you just smoked him. Was it a big bull? Five point. Oh, there you go. He's okay. I mean, I was happy. I was like, yeah, any elk at that point. Yeah. It, that was here in Oregon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yep. But, uh, yeah, back to hunting stuff. Um, kind of hit back, you know, backstory. Um, yeah, about 09, 08, 09, you know, like 06, I went to Idaho, and that's when I kind of got start, you know, fired back up hunting. And I hit it pretty, that's when I started hitting it pretty hard. Um, I took it pretty serious. The roping got to where it was, I needed a really nice horse. Yeah. And, the money would have cost for horses back then is what, you know, I mean, you could buy a pickup, brand new pickup for cheaper sometimes. Yeah. So just, hunting was me. It was like, well, you don't have to be rich to do it and to be good at it. So I'm like, why not try hunting? Just put all your effort into that. And yeah. Have a good time. and Kind of kind of shift your attention towards hunting. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's nice to be in the mountains. It's quiet. You know, it's one-on-one. You're with, there's no guarantee of success. No, no, it, it, it's definitely a grind. So that's kind of what I did as well. So I actually didn't have anybody growing up that was, that hunted in my family. Well, I guess I had an uncle, but he was away from us most of the time. So I had to, I learned just after high school, I went duck hunting a couple of times, but that was fun. That's kind of where I got into it. And then I started doing some big game type stuff after i went bow fishing one time with one of my buddies he took me bow fishing and i was like holy shit this is fun i like shooting a bow and then i shifted my attention i was like man i i think i want to try and shoot shoot an elk or a deer so that's kind of what got me started and just before that i had i had been playing baseball and i had focused all my attention towards baseball like the way you did uh roping and i kind of just shifted all that and i was like you know what this I like the competition side. I like getting the shit kicked out of me pretty much and we're, uh, yeah. working hard for something. So that's that's kind of where I shifted towards hunting. And it's it's definitely been a grind ever since. And I love every oh, yeah. minute of it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's pretty fun. And, you know, it's just the people. You meet different people and see different country. And it's yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it takes you places you never probably go otherwise. Yeah, true. That's a good point. That's a real it's, good point that's the one thing but yeah it's i don't know i mean i grew up with some guys that killed elk like on the farm my dad worked for mm-hmm. there's some there's like one of the guys there steve pomeroy that guy dude like nobody knows who he is but he could slay some elk man i he, mean he he'd get it done so do you think uh like having those connections to some of your your dad's old hunting partners that's kind of where you picked up some of your tricks that you've learned over the years yeah, I'd say I picked up, you know, quite a bit from, from him. He, you know, he's like, I remember that I posted it on Instagram, but he's like, he's like, don't look at the trees. He's like, look through the trees. Because where we hunted in Desolation was super thick. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you look through the trees, he said, you can see the elk before they see you. I'm like, that's a good point. I never thought of that. Huh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, he killed it. He killed it. It wasn't like, he wasn't no long range. I mean, he didn't shoot long range. He shoots like a semi-automatic 30-06. So, not a long range gun, but yeah, they and he killed a lot of elk in there. Man, they killed a lot of elk. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just I just piled them up. See what they did, and it's like, dang, they pack in with horses and stuff. And I'm like, I kept telling my dad, he's going back, coming home from hunting. I'm like, you see those horse trailers? They always have racks on their trap of their trailers. It's like we need horses and mules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, having somebody to learn from is huge, for sure. That's a kind of something to bounce questions off of. And so then, did did you pick your dad's brain quite a bit when you were starting shift to from roping into hunting more often? Did you pick your dad's? Yeah, I mean he he's always hunted a lot, um, and it wasn't like he didn't hunt hard. Like he got right, you know, he covered the country and he had some stuff. I mean, there's stuff that he would do he's like yeah he'd sneak in and he could sneak through that thick stuff he's like you gotta be quiet you gotta do this and um 
Yeah, I mean, I learned some stuff from him. He wasn't super. He killed some deer. Um, he never killed an elk until I took him to Idaho in 2009. He was oh, 60. Wow. Oh, wow. Before he, I mean, he missed a couple bulls here and there. I mean, but uh, yeah, he shot his first six point when I took him in 09 to Idaho. That's awesome. But, yeah, I called the bull in rifle season there. I called the bull in and he shot him. But, so. So I've heard actually debate about whether or not bulls are still bugling during rifle season. Have you experienced, since you've done a lot of rifle hunting, that the bulls are still fired up come rifle season? Depends. Um, yeah, I mean, we still, I've heard bulls bugle in, in first season rifle. I've heard bulls bugle in second season rifle as well in Oregon, believe it or not. Huh, wow, okay. We had some bulls bugling, well, I'll go and say it, in Snake River unit. We're sitting there on the cell phone, and I hear elk bugle. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Damn. And I looked at the hill, and there's a 5 by 6 which he wasn't big. We were going to shoot him, but we're like, that's crazy. In November? Yeah. But, yeah, they do. They'll bugle. Um, one of the ones we shot two years ago, he was be- there be- was a bull bugle in that bunch. Okay. Is that yeah, the one no. you ended up shooting? No. Uh, <laughs> the, one I, the one that was bugling was bigger, like a lot bigger. Oh. I was trying to be nice. Trying to be nice and have one of my friends with me. Never shot a bull, and I'm like, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. And the bull went through the opening, and then he's like, you do your thing, and I'm like, oh man, there's no shot on the big bull then, so I shot the smaller one. Dang it, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, but no, they'll call. They'll they'll be a little bit until the rifles start. You know, shots start going off. Then they're yeah. Then they shut up real quick. They're pretty tight lipped. <laughs> They're like, we're not going to die now. <laughs> so what would you say is like the biggest thing you try and do when you're out in the woods elk hunting? Like what, what would be your first approach to like, say for a new elk hunter, what advice would you give him getting out in the woods, trying to get elk, whether that's archery or rifle or do both, whatever, whatever you think. Whoa. Um, probably goes back to the mentor thing. That'd be having somebody that knows a little bit more even doesn't have to be the best elk hunter but just has some idea yeah what they're doing that's a good start but i know there's a lot of people don't have that option so they have to kind of wing it just just go and um scouting will help some um i don't do a ton of scouting but it does help especially if you're new and you're by yourself and not you know you're just learning on your own that's a good way to find sign just remember they're probably not going to be in the same spot in the summertime so it'll be in the fall but Mm-hmm. they'll be there um picking terrain you know there's tons of youtube videos out there picking terrain different you know different country you know bedding areas all that kind of stuff i mean that's been covered i won't be to death probably but uh um that's a lot of it look at uh the big thing i look at look like going out of state is the like bull to cow ratios um, if you pick a unit that's got a higher bull to cow ratio, obviously you're gonna your odds are better. Yeah, definitely. The odds are in your favor for sure. Yeah, success rates. I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, if you're just beginning, you're not looking to go shoot the biggest bull in the woods, obviously, but just trying to find a bull or if you have a cow tag, whatever. Um, higher population areas. That would be a really that'd be a good one. I start with for sure that gives you that ups your odds big time yeah um i don't know youtube i mean like i said youtube is <laughs> there's so much on youtube dude it's hard not to steer people to youtube because yeah there's, there's so, so much you can learn videos like yeah check the wind you know it doesn't always go the right direction you know if you want but playing the wind is huge and thermals thermals are huge yeah. uh, yep. so i learned you know, that the hard way when i first started is I didn't really know anything about thermals to begin with. And then, uh, yeah, I definitely had to learn that the hard way. <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, you, I mean, I see it every year you see people and they're just like, you're just like, what are you doing? It's like, there's <laughs> elk within miles of you because the wind is at your back. Yep. Or they're, I mean, you're just like, my gosh, man, I'm going to, you're killing me. Especially when you're trying to hunt the same area. It's like, this is not working. But yeah, the wind is huge. I mean, if you're you don't have the wind in your favor, it's it's gonna be a rough go for a long time. 
um, covering tons of country. If you're in good shape, covering tons of country and glassing a lot will save your, you know, make it cover country, but not in the rough. Try to find the easiest ways to cover country when you're, say, find a glassing point or, you know, anything like that. Someplace you can sit down and see a ton of country, that'll save your legs. So, speaking of that, you're, you can hike your legs off like a mother. What do you, what do you do to prep for season? Do you, do you do any kind of like cardio or weights or anything like that in order to get you ready? I used to run a ton uh-huh. before I had a kid. <laughs> I spent a lot of time running, man. I would run and run and run. Um, I try to run a couple miles, a couple times a week. Um, I've been putting more weight on the backpack and doing that kind of stuff, hiking type stuff. Yeah. Um, I get on treadmill and I just bump it up at 3% grade intervals, you know, going pretty good. Um, I don't want to, there's a lot of guys I know that ran a ton and their knees are shot. Yeah. That's, I yeah. Guy. Well, cause I was running too much probably. It, I, I've gotten to the point where like running is good, but it also hurts. It starts hurting my knees because I used to catch in baseball for Oof. shit, 15, yep. 16 years or something like that. So my, my knees are not the greatest. Yeah, that's, and that's, I haven't, knock on wood, I mean, I've torn a little cartilage in my knee before, hunting, but not, you know, nothing major, and that's one thing I'm like, you know, I don't really need to do any more damage if I want to continue to hunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and honestly, I don't know if the running that far really helps in the, I mean, you have good air, but the strength, I think that with the backpacks where you get your strength. Yeah. Hiking, I know the bigger difference hiking with weight than I do running long distance. No, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I mean, yeah, the the whole running helps your lungs out and whatnot, but, I mean, if your legs aren't strong and can't carry the load, you're going to pay the price once you get a bull down and got to pack it out. Yeah, exactly, 100%. I agree with that. Yeah, no, it's – I can – I mean, yeah. We ran some crazy stuff. We ran that – you ever heard of the Elkhorn? Oh, yeah, that's the one over by uh, LeGrand, ain't it? Yeah, we ran that in 20 – we did that one in 2017. And uh, it was – that's a grind. It's a uh, – it was fun. We we won, so we're like – Oh, nice. We, we came in, conquered, and went out on top and never going to do it again. <laughs> there you go. One and done, right? <laughs> we're like – Dude, running that far does stuff to your guts that you would never, ever imagine. How many miles is it? Well, it was only supposed to be 204, but since they had the fires in Anthony Lakes that year, they had to make it like a detour, so we had to go like 214 or 217. Holy shit. How many people were in your group? We had 12 people. 12 people? Okay. But it's crazy. Yeah, it was was a... it's a grind because you don't get much sleep. It's, I think we took us 28 hours. Oh, wow. Okay. So how many miles did you end up running total yourself? 20, I want to say 22, 23, something like that, I think. Okay. So not, nice. not quite a marathon, but yeah, you're up there in miles, that's for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. But no, I don't ever need to run that far again. <laughs> yeah, you said the hell with that, right? <laughs> yeah. There's better things to do. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, man. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, the weightlifting part of it, I probably should do more of that, but. I, I feel like that's, that's helped a lot. I've lifted forever. I mean, there's times where I've slacked off and not done as much lifting and as I should be, but I feel like lifting definitely helps with the with your joint muscles and all the ligaments around it, all your bones and whatnot, and it just yep. makes everything function a lot better. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. Don't doubt it one bit. It keeps the cobwebs off the off the bones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be forty forty two this year, so I feel I have some aches and pains. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, so what I learned this year from you is that you had to, if you don't mind me talking about it, the the whole test situation. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, um, like two years 
go after sun season. Actually, that's kind of like, you know, after, after run season, you kind of take it easy for a while. Yeah. Kind of did. I slacked off and didn't run, whatever. You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, man, it's like horrible. I mean, you just drink gallons of eggnog and... <laughs> eat, all the, eat, eat all the sugar cookies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, man. So I'm like, okay, so, you know, January rolls around. I'm like, we got to get back after it and start, you know, running. I started tried running. Just like two and a half miles. I'm like, man, I can't even run. It's like I hit a wall. Damn. And it went on for about about a year. Then I got kind of sick and I about passed out. And my wife's like, you better go to the doctor. And they took took a test and they're like, blood sample. And they're like, yeah, your testosterone is lower than anybody's I've ever seen, basically. Oh, jeez. So I'm like, well, that would explain why I can't do anything and why I weigh 205 pounds. I was like, normally I weigh like 170. So you were just, so, you were just putting on the weight? Yeah, I put on weight. You're super tired. My you know, wife was like, "What is wrong with you? You don't want to do anything. You're just super tired. You can't get out and get." She's like, "Quit being so lazy." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "I'm not really. I don't oh, have man. the energy." But uh, yeah, once I got on that, once they gave me a prescription, I seen another doctor and got me on that stuff. I just rolls it now. I mean, it's not. I got to do it every week, but it sucks. But um, they, at least you can function, which yes. is which is nice. But yeah, no, I'm glad they got that all figured out because that kind of it sucked. Especially trying to guide hunters that year, it was a grind. Just real sluggish and not not had much energy, or yep, oh, okay. yep, super sluggish and not much energy and just yeah. I mean, I think we walked them guys like 92 miles that week. Oh crap! What where was this at? That was the Opal Butte. Oh, was it Opal? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we walked. They wanted a Western hunting experience, so we gave it to them. Oh, just man, you just to walked them to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I said, we will We will deliver on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it sounds like they not only paid the price, you paid the price. Yeah. I honestly felt better, though, after doing that, but. It's a it's a killer. Yeah, once you get your mountain legs, it, it's a it's a game changer. Yep. Oh yeah. It takes sure. you a little bit to get acclimated, but once you're up there and and going for a week or whatnot, you you start getting the mountain legs and you're good to go. Yep, it's nothing. You just roll with it and up and down and side hill and no big deal. That's for dang sure. You can get around pretty good. But yeah, no, it's now that I'm healthy, I'm good to go for another forty years, hopefully. Yeah, let's hope so, man. Let's hope. So, you were saying you uh, earlier this year your dad's gonna retire hunting after this year. He quit after last year. Actually, we went to Colorado. You know, Justin, Justin, his dad. Uh huh. That that was his last hunt, huh? Yeah, went to Colorado, and I was like, I wanted to get him a good buck before he quit hunting because he hasn't shot a good buck for since I was probably like three or four. The last I took him to Colorado. Take it back. I took him to Colorado in two thousand seven and i shot a pretty good buck and then he shot a dink i'm just like what the heck like the one of the guys we were hunting with come back and he's like yeah your dad shot a buck and i'm like what and he's like yeah he's like he said you're probably gonna be mad at it. <laughs> and i got there and it's like a 130 inch four point i'm like oh i was like we're in colorado oh man like, we don't shoot those things yeah but, like this Bucky shot was a decent, you know, he's like 25, probably 20, he's probably 25 wide, I'm guessing. Pretty yeah. tall, old buck. He yeah, the buck he got this year was nice. It was a good one. He was a nice buck. His teeth were super worn down, but he was an old timer. But yeah, he was, he told me he was going to hang it up uh, the year before. He said, all right, it'll probably be my last time. So he was, he said he's done. Dang. But he's 70. Yeah, he's 70. So he's like, he didn't have the drive i mean he he's been know, he's been there done that he, he he's been yeah, around the block or two yeah he's like i don't need to kill stuff he's like it's fun to go just camp and yeah they hang out with, hang out with olivia and play around camp and that kind of stuff but there you go he he could keep, keep the fire nice and stoked for you but when you roll in yeah that's <laughs> nice to have somebody like that around yeah yeah it sure is it sure is it is for sure but yeah i know a couple old timers ever like that they like going, but they don't like doing the hiking anymore. But they'll keep the fire nice and warm for when we get back. 
Oh, it's nice. I mean, when we went to uh, Utah in, like, what was that, 2015, me and a friend of mine had uh, limited entry tags down there, uh-huh. rifle tags, and it was a November hunt, and uh, his dad and then his dad's buddy came down with a big fifth-wheel trailer. Like, we'd roll in, I mean, way after dark, and they'd have the two generators tandem together so they could run their... They had like an Instapot or some kind of crazy deal. I mean, we had pork chops and gravy and mashed potatoes. Oh, jeez. I'm just like, this is nice. That's, <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, we're used to eating hot dogs and hamburgers normally. Yeah, jeez, man. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of like up at Opal Butte, too. You go out, you bust your ass, but you come back to a nice, a nice uh, warm shower and a cot, and oh, they feed yeah. you like there's nobody's business up there yeah it's uh it's pretty nice not gonna lie yeah i I wouldn't say this was my first year experiencing it and i i i think he's got me hooked to come back again (laughs) it's a different style of hunting and it was fun oh man yeah just bed to sleep in or something nice to sleep in yeah not not sleeping on the ground or a hammock or something yep good food i mean the food is crazy yeah, Kathy sure can cook, that's for sure. Oh, man. Like you said, you think you'd lose weight, but no. No, you're, you're about maintaining at that point because you're putting in the miles, but you're just stuffing your face with all kinds of food. And, yeah, there's no yeah. no shortage of food. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. No, it's a pretty good deal. Well, so since you did a lot of... Uh, you did a lot of rodeo, and did you guys end up getting them horses and packing in with mules and whatnot? I know you've yeah, told me some I, uh, stories, but other people don't know about them. What what uh, what kind of adventures have you gone on? We started, um, I'm trying to think here, 2010, I think, was the first time. Well, I packed in probably in the, early, the mid-2000s with them guys on the farm, but I didn't only had one horse. I had to borrow, you know, bought, used some of their stuff and packed in, but nothing... Nothing very far, pretty easy country. Um, first time I really packed in, we went into mine and deer hunting. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, he packed a little bit, and I kind of watched some YouTube stuff and learned a little <laughs> bit, you know, <laughs> a few knots here and there. None of us, I don't think any of us had a horse over the age of six years old, so that didn't help. But, uh, and then another friend of mine, he just acquired a horse and then borrowed a horse type of deal. Oh. So you can see where this is going. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we, we packed our camp in like before season. And uh, one of the guys, Tyler, buddy of mine, he loses his phone somewhere along the way going in. It's like six miles. Loses his phone. We get in there. We get no wrecks or nothing. We get in there, unload everything, hobble half the horses, the older horses. We thought, oh, they'll get the channel. You know, and let the other three loose just with their lead ropes. We go cut a ridge pole for the wall tent, and we're coming back across, and all the horses throw their heads up, and they look our direction, and they take off. Every Let single them. one of them? Every single one of them <laughs> took off, heading back to the trailer. And we're running. We drop the pole and start running, and then we're like, well, this is stupid, because we're not going to catch a horse. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> so we... Two of us, you know, went back just put up the ridge bolt there. Another buddy of mine, he ran up there, and he's like, he was picking stuff up all down the trail, like stuff, granola bars, water bottles. Um, he really caught, I mean, I was riding my wife's barrel horse, which she was like, do you know I've heard? Well, he was one of those hobbled, ran a mile with hobbles on. So he was sore, but we had stuff scattered all over. It was like... He, could, he had a colt that was pretty snorty. There was like three or four. And he had to ride out in the halter because he'd lost his bridle. The horse threw the bridle off somewhere. Uh-huh. And then we got stuck. Let's see, we set up camp. We got stuck behind some cows, like beef cows walking down on the trail so we could get around them. It was like, I think I had to go to work. I had to work by 5.30 in the morning, and then I got home at like 4.30. Holy shit, you guys were out all night long. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, man. Like, so did they did they walk back to the trailer, or did you guys have to round them up and find them on the side of the hill somewhere? He, he caught them all, but it was about a mile down the trail. Oh, wow. Okay. 
he rode a couple of them back and got us, and then he threw some stuff on and got out. But it was it was a wreck. Dude, that whole trip was a wreck. I mean, we had another horse wreck. His horse bucked him off after we shot a couple bucks. And, just like, and then ran off and never came back. He went to the pickup and then kept going. <laughs> oh, geez. So, but, yeah, no, after that, um, we used uh, Nate Simmons' dad had some mules, and he, he was going to go into Hell's Wind, Hell's Canyon, Tyler and I did. And we took three, I'm trying to think how many we took. We had four head total. We took like two or three mules and one pack horse. We had four pack animals. We went into Hell's Canyon elk hunting in 2012, I think. And then 2013, I bought my first mule. Um, Good investment? He was, he was cheap, and he was tied up when I got there. Never buy a mule that's tied up when you get there. Because it took me six months to be able to catch him. Walk up and halter him. I had to rope him, and I had to put him in like a squeeze with a panel. I'd squeeze him between two panels, and I had to get the halter on him. Oh, jeez, that sucks, man. Maybe that's why you got him for such a good price. (laughs) Yeah, but after that fall, 2013, so I had him. We took him and them other mules. Went to Idaho and packed in. We took six mules. We packed in six mules total. So we had a deluxe camp, and uh, I hunted for two and a half weeks straight. Oh, wow. like the horses and mules, they were all like, you put whatever you want on them. They were, by the time that whole season was done, they were money. Get, give me a second real quick, Ben. I got to pause this yep. real quick. Give me a second. All right, folks, we're back. Sorry, my wife decided to blare some country music out there. And we were having a little bit of a uh, disturbance from her music, so we're back. Anyway, so you had fun. You had an experience with some mules. <laughs> you lived yeah. and learned. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I mean, it gets you places you can't get on foot, let's put it that way. And you can actually kill an animal and get it out. Get Yeah, get it Not out by yourself. Cut out to have mules and horses, but man, it's if you do, if you can, if you're handy enough, it can take you some pretty cool places. That's for dang sure. I would, if you're handy, they're well worth it. Get you back in this country and see some good bulls and maybe shoot a big one. Yeah, as it looks like in the back of your wall, you've you've got yourself a handful of big bulls. Yeah, that's that's a small. That's smaller than there, but yeah. <laughs> Where's the, where? Uh, what's your biggest bull? Uh, I got two of them that are three, three twenties, three thirty, right in there. Three twenty some high, three twenties, three thirty. Where where'd you get them from? That's probably. Did you get them here in Oregon or? Uh, both, was... both them are Idaho bulls, believe it or not. Yeah. Yep, both them are Idaho bulls. So, do you think you you enjoy hunting out of state more than you do in state? Yeah, I like seeing new country. That's my biggest problem. I think hunting, like we hunted some country here in Oregon. We hunted for a lot of years, and I've killed man, I don't know how many bulls I've killed in there. We have killed some decent six point bulls, but it's just shooting a monster is not as likely. Yeah, I mean even. They shoot them in, in there, but it's just, it's not as likely to get one. And yeah. it's just, you're on the same country. And I don't know. I like, I like seeing the country. I mean, I got, you know, I've hunted Utah, Arizona, I think where else for elk, Idaho, Oregon. I haven't hunted Colorado or New Mexico for elk yet, but one of these days. You soon. In the near future. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm getting up there. I got what? pile of points in wyoming so i want to go hunt wyoming too and i just gotta get it all worked out in time but man it's it's just a different world when you go hunt a different state yeah you know I mean, oregon, you look at oregon and yeah you, you work hard you'll get you'll get it done you can get a bull but it's just you go to them other states and people don't even get off their side-by-sides <laughs> they just drive around they're like oh we just shoot them from over here Jeez! Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just a different. I mean, when we were in Utah on that limited entry hunt, 
these guys are driving around their side by sides. We never seen anybody walking. Nobody. Yeah, I mean, it was just we walked and hiked and rode our horses. We took horses too, and rode around, and you didn't see anybody. Oh wow! I mean, it was, it was, it was cramming the ground. There's not a lot of tags, but still, the guys we did see were on their side by sides, and they just tell us, "Oh, you guys missed the good old days by about five years." I was like, "You should shoot three eighties from the road." Holy like, oh. shit! Yeah, I'm like, well, we missed that boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, I just like seeing new country. It's it's crazy. You just, I think people get stuck in their same rut kind of here, and just like, okay, I'm only gonna hunt, say head or, or fishing, you know, Ukiah or whatever, desolation, any of the units. They get stuck in that rut, and it's like, it's like, man, like I hunted. I'll tell you, I mean, I hunted desolation a ton. That's where we used to hunt all the time, and I finally am like. I can't do this. I was like, you're never going to kill. It's a dang thick. I was like, you're never going to kill anything. I was like, the odds are super low. I mean, yeah, you can kill bulls. And I've, I killed three bulls in that area. But you go to Arizona, that, that hunt took me seven points. There's a chance on good mushroom years, you can shoot a 380 plus bull in that unit. So, didn't you say you tagged out the first, like, opening morning? Right at the beginning? Yeah, first couple of yeah, hours, like 7 o'clock, something like that. <laughs> Tell the story on that one. That I remember you telling me that story. That that was some funny shit right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I drew, you know, like I said, it only took me seven points, and I'm like, for, and it's, I think there's 65 bulls per 100 cows in that unit, so what they count. That, those are pretty and, good odds. Uh, yeah, and there's, there's giant bulls on good moisture years. There's giant bulls in there, but it was unfortunately the right route was the worst route in like ever. So I wasn't planning. Everybody's saying how all oh, their small bull, you know, shooting every good bull to see. So I'm like, okay. And uh, it's full, super flat country. So I just found some big rim country on the, the east side of the unit, and uh, it's it was pretty nice when we got there. It's 55 dry. We checked all the water tanks, you know water holes for tracks, found tracks. And a friend of mine, Colby from Cove, he went with me. And uh, we brought like two side-by-sides because we were like thinking, oh, we're going to have to be, you know, covering tons of country, looking all over, you know. But I thought, well, we'll try that rim country first. I said, well, the bulls are going to go to that broken country and hold up and hide. Boy, that night it snowed like 14 inches, I think. <laughs> and it dropped, it was like, 10 degrees in the morning. I'm oh like, my gosh. Like, so we're like, this is Arizona. I'm like, this is not supposed to be happening. But I'm like, you know, take fresh snow on opening day up season. I'm like, you can't beat that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Tracks, you're going to know what's there. And the first spot I wanted to go, there was a guy parked there already. So I'm like, oh crap. I was like, well, I went to the second spot. And right as I got out there, setting bull tracks going right up the hill right there. So I'm like, well. Might as well start here. And a buddy of mine, there's a big, huge flat. So he drove down the road. And I just got up about halfway up between the top and the bottom of the rim there. And started side hilling, falling up tracks. And I cut, man, there was probably six or seven bull tracks I cut. A couple of them were big, like big tracks. And I just, but the wind was bad. And I'm like, I just kept going. I was like, I just got to keep going the wind. Don't be dumb. And try to hunt him with the wind at your back so it's not going to work and uh kept going on the wind and just got us this horrible thick junipers they're horrible and then they're super studded and i'm like gosh dang fighting my way through that i'm like nothing's gonna be here after i went through that and opened kind of opened into a burned area and i'm standing there and also there's a bunch of tracks and i hear horns you know, like just antlers scraping on trees as they're walking they're going through the burn yeah and i cow called a couple times and I just kept easing along and down the draw, and I come out of the draw, and I, there's a log kind of at a 45 dead tree. It fell over to 45. And uh, also, I looked through that hole, and there's a six point bull like walking towards me. And like, thank you. He stopped. He was 23 yards when he stopped. And I pulled my scope up, looked at him. I'm like, he's pretty wide. I was like, he's all right. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, you know, I had to play it in your mind. You're like, do you shoot, not shoot, first yeah. day? So, like, then I'm looking at him again. I'm like, well, they said it's a really bad drought. And you better shoot the first piece of one you see. And so I just squatted down. <laughs> Wham. 
sent it right there. He took like a couple steps, and I couldn't see him tip over. Another elk took off, and I thought it was him running, which I pulled over. I was gonna, I heard a jack another shell, and I swing in the chute, and my gun went off and sent one into outer space. Is my trigger so light on that gun that it just, you can't even hardly go near the trigger and it goes off. But so I, I'm like, huh, that was weird. So I walk over there. <laughs> After I show you, know, I walk. I got high enough where I could see him right there. I took a couple steps up. And I could see him laying there. I'm like, well, I'm all done, I guess. And walked up there, and he's he's a decent six point. He's like two seventy something. He's not a monster, but he uh, it was about a three hundred yard pack flat to the pickup. It was it was not very far, but uh, buddy of mine, he spotted them. He spotted several bulls, but he's like, I'm pretty sure he seen them bulls before i before i shot them but yeah i wasn't expecting to shoot one to 23 yards yeah definitely but my, my guns all that 28 nozzles all set up to shoot long range and i've yet to shoot anything farther than 100 yards of it <laughs> so is it, so kind of shifting gears that's your setup what else do you use just a 28 nozzle uh my 28 is kind of my lightweight gun it weighs like eight pounds um i have a 300 ultra mag set up and that's honestly, that's my go-to. That gun is, it's money. I mean, it shoots the lights out. Yeah. I shoot the, I shoot some uh, 200, I shoot the 225 grain Hornady ELDM out of it. And it, it wrecks stuff when you hit them. Yeah. Do you do any reloading or do you just buy yep. the factory? Everything, uh, both of them I reload for, all my guns I reload for. Okay. So they're all tuned. They got all. They're that my three hundred ultra mag is semi custom. Uh, the twenty eight is a full custom rifle. But uh, yeah, it's calculated. Do all my ballistics, chronograph them all. Um, yeah, I don't trust factory loads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too. I'm too picky. I mean, I'm like it's bad. Like I actually, I say I got a micrometer cedar die, so like everything's like within the thousands when I see them all. Hey, there you go. That's good. I mean, if you want stuff to perform, you got to make sure you're putting in the work to make sure it's it's good to your specs. Yeah. Yeah, it's a the Ultra Mag, though. I mean, it's just, it's the one I trust the most. Yeah. I've had, I've built several of them and had several of them, and I've sold them over the years, but this one, I think, probably shoots the best out of all I've had. Well, uh, I shot that. Well, I sent, you guys, I sent you that video. I think I sent you guys a video when I shot that coyote. 600 yards in the head with it oh yeah <laughs> yeah that was a poke yeah i'm like yep i think this is a keeper <laughs> yeah I w i'd keep it i don't think i'd get rid of that one but yeah no it's a out of state i encourage if you if you have an hundred out of state i would save your money and uh do it i think definitely i think definitely once i'm done with school that'll hopefully if if the wife gives a okay on it, we'll probably start heading that way and learn learn some new places to go to and figure something out, get more opportunities. Yeah, it's a it's a game changer. I think you know if you want to see, like I said, different country and different animal. You know, animals are different in different places you go. I mean, it's. The way they act here is totally different than the way they act in a different other states where there's less pressure. Because I can, well, to expand on that even more, um, that Utah hunt, it was the, it was in November, and there was two, I watched two bulls go at it, head to head, fighting. Still fighting in November. 5th of November, and I mean, they weren't like joking around, it was full on full-on head-to-head that one of them was like a three probably a 320 bull and the other one's probably 330s oh wow i mean they were full-on like doing it so you don't see that here no definitely not i mean you're you're lucky to see i mean if you see that in september even on some of these places around here that's that's a sight to see because it doesn't happen very often i mean they yeah they don't get too aggressive around here it seems like no, it's uh, or the season ends before they do, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Well, this year is nice because the season gets pushed back about a week. Isn't that isn't that the way it works this year? 
Yep. It starts yep. a week later, so you get a week longer of the rut. Yep. Yeah, we plan on that's our plan is to be way back in there that last week. Yeah. We're taking buddy of mine. He's got three horses now, so we're gonna go in. I'll take my two mules, and we'll have two to pack, and we're gonna go way back in there and see if we can kill a couple. So, do you got any any plans for what are your plans for this season? Are you still gonna do some guiding and whatnot, or? Yeah, I plan on guiding at least a week. Um, I haven't drawn any tags. My luck has not been great. I have horrible luck sometimes, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been putting in for a shit ton of tags, but haven't <laughs> haven't yeah. had all that much success. Besides getting your I, bear uh, tag, I put I put in for Nevada. If you haven't got any, obviously it's still open. But yeah, New Mexico, Arizona, I struck out. Um, Colorado, I just bought points. Yeah, I put in for everything in Utah, but I can't put. I'm, I guess still on the waiting period for elk in Utah, but I put in for everything else. Which the odds of drawing something in Utah are my odds are better winning the lottery, probably. Yeah, um, <laughs> isn't it like every three or five years is when you can put in? Uh, after you draw the elk tag, I had to wait five years, so twenty twenty one I can put in again. Okay, okay. Well, hey, shit, I'll be graduating twenty twenty one. We might have to figure something out, old man. <laughs> we'll start buying points we'll put in 13 more years or 14 years and we'll have a tag <laughs> yeah no kidding right <laughs> yeah but other than that probably archery hunt here in Oregon and guide a little bit and then I think I'm going to help Justin out on his hunt so yeah that's uh I'm just hoping he he's good by then he yeah. gets some strength back yeah. and everything hopefully he's healthy and can get around and yeah do it just get it done but the good thing is down there there's no restrictions so on muzzleloaders so that'll that'll help but yeah other than that that's unless i walk out and draw something i don't i don't have a, a whole lot do you have any points here in oregon or do you do you use them all on one of the premium tags i only have one out point <laughs> oh wow okay nice <laughs> I think the most elk points I've ever had in Oregon was six at one time. That's about it. Okay. I mean, so you and I were talking the other day. It's at this point, it's not even worth waiting to get one of those premium tags, the Mount Emily or the Wanaha tag, because it's going to take you 20 plus years to get something. If Instead of wasting your money for all those years putting in something you're probably not even going to get to, go, yeah, go to some other it's, units. It's. There, there's some good bulls. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some really good bulls in those units, but it's so hard and it takes so many points to get. And the point creep, you're just losing every year. Yeah, it's, it's just getting worse them. and worse. Yeah, like I mean, Lynn has just 16 points, I think, for elk. Oh wow! So okay. she's still kind of in the running. <laughs> yeah, she's up there. She's up there, but it's uh, probably going to take her another four years to get something. Yeah, but I mean, she's not like, she's like hardcore, like, oh yeah, I want to hunt. She's like, well, what if I get one, I get one. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Has she gotten one before? I took her elk hunting. I took her second season spike hunting. I've taken her twice. First time, it was freezing cold. She didn't, we didn't do much. And then the second time, I took her and my dad. And uh, <laughs> I always saw it with ranch bulls, man. It was... There was, we had one point, we had a, like a 300 inch six point and like two raghorns within 100 yards. Oh, goodness. And she only had a spike almost tag. Like, <laughs> spike tag. Yeah, That's like, the oh, worst, man. And then I could then had a, we had another five point the next day and some cows come within like 75 yards of us. Oh, wow. Almost like, She's like, how come I can't shoot him? I'm like, well, because you only have a spike tag. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, there's, we were in the elk every day for two, we only had two days. We were in the elk both days. And they were all no branch bulls. All branch bulls. Oh, man. That's like cows. I'm like, yeah, no, but at least she got out, got to see him, and she so, didn't freeze that time. She was happy. So, it, it looks like you got yourself a couple recurves back behind you. Have you been dabbling in that a little bit? Yeah, I uh, 
I shouldn't say this, but I honestly I'm thinking about hunting part of the season with the recurve. Oh wow! Okay. Give it a try, and then finish off the last half with uh, my compound. Or uh, or just get something down with your recurve. Yeah. Then you won't have to bust out the compound. Yeah, I'd shoot whatever whatever comes within distance. It's got to be twenty yards or closer. Yeah, but uh, well, yeah, it, I'm really, I'm honestly, it's pretty fun. And, and honestly, the three bulls I've shot with Bo, I think last year was the farthest I've had to shoot. He was at 20, and then second shot, I think, was at 30. But the first one was at 20. And then the bull before I that I shot before that, he was literally no joke, seven feet in front of me. Like, I took my bow and like stuck it out on the ground where he had his feet and we could touch where his feet were at oh my gosh <laughs> that's close it was it's pretty insane then the other one i shot was like 50 but that so. that's some of the that's why archery hunting's the best is because you have those such close encounters that i mean with a rifle you wouldn't necessarily get no. I mean, there is always that possibility, but you're more likely to run in those type of situations, archery hunting, not rifle hunting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... I'm trying to think. The... Two of the Idaho... The first two Idaho bulls I shot in Idaho in 06 and 08, I shot those bulls at 40 and 35, I think, with a rifle. Oh, wow. Do you knock them backwards on their ass or what? With that big old three hundred you got? <laughs> uh, the, the second one I shot, yeah, he, I've never seen an elk hit the ground so hard. <laughs> I was like, holy cow! <laughs> oh man, that's wild. But yeah, no, I agree. Archery hunting—it's close up, personal experience. Um, that's kind of what I'm on. I mean, I enjoy shooting with a rifle. I have no problem shooting with a rifle, but. You almost like it's like you want something a little bit harder. Yeah, no, yeah. I get that. The compound's hard. Don't yeah. get me wrong. That's hard to get close. I mean, it's not easy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can look at success rates, but it's like you almost want to just get that little bit closer. No, I mean, yeah, just... I get it. I get it. <laughs> listening listening to people talk about a re- using a recurve, I mean, it's a struggle. They call it the struggle stick for a reason. Yep. But the fact that you're getting so close to the mam- animals, it's it's a game changer on your approach to hunting. Yeah, oh, it, it definitely, definitely separating great. the men from the boys, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I helped, uh, it's called that bull for Scott Neville. Yeah. He shot his longbow, I think that was like 21 yards. That's awesome. But, man, it's he's a super good shot, though. That guy can shoot lights out i mean that boy it was crazy i mean that was like a whole morning and just chasing the same bull and shoot him actually exactly where we almost jumped him from like made a big circle just a big old loop around there yep he just did a big loop it took us a couple hours and just made a big loop and uh, ended up right back where they were bedded before but oh wow okay but yeah no That's it's sweet it's fun i enjoy it the thing i love is calling dude there's nothing screaming bulls. Yeah. Yeah, you're a sucker for calling. <laughs> That's for sure. I know we have this debate all the time on our new deal about calling and stuff. And I'm just like, man, I can, you can sneak on them, but I'm like, having a bull scream in your face like that and calling a bull in. Yep, just getting pissed off and coming in at you. I remember my oh. first, well, my first time calling in a bull, I, I screwed up the situation. I should have killed it. But I didn't. I hit a limb, and anyways, I call. I started calling him, and it was my first year starting to call, and I got it somewhat figured out on what the basics were on how to call. So I said, you know what, hell with it. Not all bulls sound the same. Maybe they'll think I'm a dink or just some Looney Tune out there trying to try <laughs> trying to make some noise. So I started calling, and and then finally one morning I I was up at the top of a ridge and. I called and I was like, oh shit, I got a response. So I kept going back and forth, going back and forth with it. And finally it was coming in, coming in hot, just screaming its head off. And I was like, you know what? Shoot, I got to I got to get ready. I got uh, mud running down my leg, pissing myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
and uh, not knowing what what to do because it's the first time I'd been in that situation. But it came in off of some shitty calls that I had, and it got into bow range. I think it was only like twenty five, maybe thirty yards max, and I I drew back before it came out behind the tree. And I ended up just missing it because I hit that limb. But it was, it definitely is one hell of an experience that I'll never forget. Yep. No, it's a, getting that close and having a call, man, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's just, it's an adrenaline rush for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, okay, to to kind of stir the pot a little bit, what's your opinion on the frontal shot? Are you for or against it with a bow? Uh, <laughs> um, me for me personally, if they're twenty or under, I'll shoot. I'd shoot them there. Okay, that's kind of that's kind of I think how I am too. I I yeah, I would take the shot if they're twenty and in, thirty and in, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, I would do that, but no, not any farther away than that. Just too much stuff can go wrong. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Unfortunately, but yeah, I've never had one never have to do it but yeah i would definitely 20 under i would dang sure let it rip let it rip tater chip <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well shoot ben we're going on an hour here um is there anything else you'd like to add or touch on uh what um tips and stuff i don't know man um work hard that's honestly that's the biggest if you want to do it, work hard at it. Um, that's what I did, and I just I did the dumb stuff and just covered country like a madman, and got smarter as I got older, and learned more and learned more about what they do and where they go, and try to outsmart them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah, and it seems like we lose a lot more than we win, but. I guess yep. once once you get as good as you are, you'll start having a wall the way you do in your garage there. You got bulls on bulls on bulls. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> here. yeah it's crazy. Oh, man, that's – oh, God. Folks, you yeah. guys can't see this, but Ben's showing me his walls in his garage, and holy shit, they're full of bulls. There you go. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a – but no, it's it's fun and honestly, that's some part of. I mean, drag this on anymore, but uh, that's why I like to, like guiding a little bit sometimes. You know, getting to the point, it's kind of nice to help other people have and just like be able to pass it on to somebody else or just give that experience to somebody else. It uh, it's kind of cool to give somebody that same, give somebody a chance to see the same things you get to see that they may not not normally get to see i guess yeah definitely i i know like anytime i was around you guys up at the butte this year i was just trying to be a sponge learning everything from you guys i remember the first i went out with jeremiah on our first hunt within the first five ten minutes of the hunt he was i i learned two new things that i hadn't known in the past i was like holy shit i mean you like they say you surround yourself with good people they'll they'll teach you a lot of things you don't know so that's yep. that's some advice I'd I'd give to somebody. Just surround yourself with good people and and uh, treat them well. They'll treat you well, and you'll learn something a thing or two from them. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Never buy a freaking hoochie mama call. Never <laughs> buy a hoochie mama call. I'm gonna cut it. Oh man. Well, you heard it there, folks. Don't buy a hoochie mama call. Ben will rip it out of your hands and throw it away right in front of you. <laughs> well, Ben, it's uh, thank you for joining us, and I appreciate yeah. your time and taking away from you and the family. But tell Anytime, tell man. tell Lynn I said thank you as well, and you guys have yourself a good evening. And I'll, I'll be talking to you. We're we're definitely gonna have to get out and try and get you a bear this year. Well, yep, you, sure. you, you'll you'll show me the ropes on how to get a bear. I have yet to get a bear, so <laughs> like I just funny. said previously, I learn and soak everything up you can from those who are successful at doing the things you want to be able to do. So, we'll we'll be Sorry. catching up again. 
All right, man. It was good talking. Yeah, yeah. You have yourself a good evening, and I'll I'll see you around. All right. Talk to you later, man. Have a good one.